snack. Christmas to you from the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast. My name is Zach Workin, hanging out in the chilly, wintry garage with my best friend, Chad Higgins. What's up, buddy? <sighs> Merry Christmas to you, I'm, I'm over here. I'm not just playing on my phone. Oh I my am, gosh, last minute Christmas uh, shopping? No, no, no. I am looking up what I would like you to buy me for... <laughs> I hope Christmas. it's on Prime shipping. Is it? Is it on Prime? Can I get it in two days to you? What are you finding? Oh my gosh. Don't mind him. Anyway, we're really glad you're here for this episode of Booster. Uh, it's about to become really expensive, I guess. Did you figure out what I'm going to get you for Christmas? Yeah, I need, I need that. I need that watch. Oh my gosh, that watch that I sent you. You don't have to buy the whole thing. Okay, okay. Just um, you know, maybe you know. Well, let's ask our listeners. It. Does anybody else have a friend that really has a taste for finer things, and maybe would say things like? I know you can't afford this. I didn't. I've never said that. I know you can't afford this, but if you wanted to chip in as part of it, maybe I could talk enough friends <laughs> into buying me this really I, extravagant watch that I definitely don't need but would love to have. What? But here's the thing. My I, man loves a good watch. He loves a good I watch. Just, I think that wouldn't gifts be so much better? Oh, my gosh. That instead of all the people in your life yeah. getting you a $40 present. Oh, well, some of us would love to have some $40 gifts for some of the people. In our, maybe you need more people in your life. Maybe then I can get better watches. That's it. If the problem is you're like, yeah, you know, I've got my wife and my kid and they only get me two things. Dude, this is the argument to have 40 friends. 40 times 40, my man, you're basically there. You're basically we're there. Talking, now we're jumping up. I'm getting a Rolex. <laughs> well, I mean, you're gonna. I know you. You're gonna get. You're gonna get a taste for the nice one, and you're like, you know, it's all it's left. It, it would be wrong for me to not, you know, shop a little. I just feel like instead of like, instead of getting just all of these like dinky things, yeah, yeah, that yeah. are fine, they're fine. If I could have a, if they could all just pull together. Okay, let's ask. What is the most middling gift you've ever received? I'm you don't have to name who got it for you, but what's the most middling gift you've ever received? Or what is like the most like not throwaway gift, but like what's the I most? I can't answer this. What's the most mid gift? What's the most like mid thing no, that could be given? This is not fair. We probably need to cut this because like. What if I name it, and what if that person were to watch? Okay, I'll go ahead and say mine. When people buy me a random bag of coffee, it's like they didn't oh, really okay, try. Okay. Like, like if you're going to get me a bag of coffee, if you're going to get me a bag of coffee, I need a story, too. You can't be like, went to Starbucks, got you some. Like, I get that it's $20 that you spent on me for coffee. That's great. I love you. But that was there was no thought. There was no interest. There's no backstory. I need some adventure. I got you some coffee uniqueness. last year. You did. Uh, he got me. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but, 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 but the coffee you got me is, hey, man, this one seemed like, it, you got me a sample pack. I did. I did there was a sample pack. Again, there was some thoughtfulness. There were some different flavors yeah. and stuff. If you had gone to Starbucks, no, that's true. That's if you had gone to like Costco, and be like, dude, I got you a big old bag of generic coffee. That's that's kind of mid. 
That's I would have appreciated that. Well, I, you would have used it, but it's not a good gift. It's a yeah, middling yeah. gift. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Okay. I, I, now I'm on track you got with yeah, your yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking of very specific oh, gifts no, 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 no. that people got me that would be like. A, a swing and a miss is different than a mid. Some people will do a swing and a miss where they try to get you something and you were like, no, nah, that ain't me. A mid is like, you didn't really try. So mine then. And I've been given this gift multiple well, times. Good, yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people think you need it. When I tell you what it is, you knowing me, <clears throat> am I gonna know who gave it to you? No, but you're gonna be like, that makes no sense for you. Oh, um, I like this. Game. It'll be this the, the like utility plier <laughs> things that are like <laughs> the knockoff Leatherman. They're yeah, like, that yeah, have yeah, like yeah. the like oh, the yes. knife that comes out of the side. Dude, and who does not love a good multi tool? A multi tool. You got called. a multi tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a man that likes to have. See that that to me is like I love a good multi tool. That's my life. Think about me though. <laughs> You're just not even using it. You're like I don't. What am I going to use this? What am I going to do? What with am this? I going to use this? There's too many. There's too many applications. Yeah, that's the. It could be for anything. <laughs> I do. Get out of here with this gift. You know what I mean? Like, okay. So what? What's your safe gift? So middling. What's your safe gift? I made a joke about the coffee. safe gift. What's if you're wanting to gift? get me, if someone wanted to bless you this holiday season, what's the safe gift for Chad Higgins? It's the Breitling watch. <laughs> We are starting a $5 charity fund. If you want to contribute Apple Cash uh, to $5 to get Chad the watch of his dreams, we'll drop a link below. And if we, you know, and I'll take the Sergris as well. So okay. either, either one. Um, it is a handsome watch. It is a handsome great watch. Watches. And I will say you've been wearing a watch more now than I've ever seen you before. That's a, my my oldest son. He wants a watch because some of his buddies have like the knockoff like Apple watch because they're in like late elementary and that's kind of cool but he has like a 20 dollar pokemon watch that he never wears so i made the deal with him i'm like you wear this watch three weeks in a row i'll buy the other one no strings attached but you got to charge and wear this one for three weeks in a row it lasted you want to guess how many days oh three two days <laughs> he wore it he charged he wore it he wore it again it died. He charged it. He never pulled it back off the charger until I had to remind him. I was like, hey, you still have that watch? He's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, we're good. We're good. <laughs> so we're good. We're good. Oh, man. So what about you? What's, just, what's, what is then, I mean, for you, like all joking aside? Like the safe gift or like the... No, like what do you want for Christmas? Well, like, oh, man, nothing. Uh, I have everything. Uh, um, pins. Pins. Peace are, in pin, the world. Pin, peace in the uh, uh, peace, world peace. World pins? Peace. You want pins? No, I don't know if I want pins. Uh, okay, okay. Safe gift for me that I will always take and I will always use uh, any kind of like field notes or moleskin notebook. Like the kind of medium to small one or whatever. I, I I tear through them. I try to keep some of them, but it's like just like it's the right size, right paper. If you get me a stack of those, I love them. They actually came with a subscription this year that I'm really excited about. Like just having them delivered to the house. So the town I live in, yeah, they've opened a stationary store there. Oh, okay, I need to take you in. You, you do, down. you do. A paper goods? Do How you say? Uh, I, I don't know how well it's going to do in my medium-sized town. But. Yeah, when summer hits and the students are gone, oof. Uh, it, is, it is a very cool little boutique shop. That's awesome. Well, it's fun to have a boutique. Uh, 
this podcast, we're finishing up some stuff on relationships. We actually had a question to kind of base some of this around. That came out of a relationship. That came out of a relationship. One of uh, a dear friend, former intern, now youth minister. He was your uh, intern? He, well, he was. He was. I love the guy. I love the guy. Um, had some questions. Longtime listener. Had some questions related to already. And we. I love the timeline he's on. We're, we're here in the holiday season, and he's already asking questions about sponsors at wow. camp next summer. So, my man, thank you. Some of you guys haven't even thought about camp. Some of you are still wondering if we're going to go to camp next summer. Uh, but bless you for already thinking about your sponsor situation for camp next summer. And so the setup is this, and we're going to ask the broader question around it. Uh, basically has a, a, a parent, a mom involved in the ministry. It's a little uh, over-invested. Uh, the, the, the term that youth ministry circles might use is helicopter mom. And she wants her kids to go to camp. But she's only going to go, or she, they're only going to go if she gets to go. And I guess there was a little bit of stuff last summer when she went that it was a little disruptive, a little bit. Uh, she was there, but she wasn't like sponsor level help. Like she was more just like an adult chaperone who was there for her kids and maybe wasn't there for the whole purposes of the event and the camp. And I guess already camp conversations are happening. She's like, well, I'm going, right? And so he feels a little bit of the pinch that he wants her her kids to go to camp, but she was not a value-added asset. What does he do? What does he say to her? Chad Higgins, maybe give us some wisdom. Okay. First and foremost, yes. just because I don't want our podcast to become a show that answers individual questions yes, and part of our um, view in student ministry is um, wisdom through context. Yes, yeah. While, there are no generic answers, only yes. wise contextual ones. Right, because if we were to get on here and be like, helicopter parents should never go to camp, right, right. or yeah. always go to camp. Yeah. Take parents no matter what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think that's actually For the record, weird. Scott and I are going to have a separate conversation yes. about his unique situation, but I do think in the relationship vein we've been in, parents that maybe uh, are are a little bit difficult to navigate yeah. is something that like not enough people are talking about. So. Yeah, so all that, all that to be said, we want to make sure that this is applicable enough that it goes beyond one side. And so that would be the thing that I would first and foremost lead with is um, knowing your unique context situation. Cause there's so many things that are involved in this. Yeah. This is why I'm such, I'm so against the generic or the vanilla generic yeah, yeah. like Facebook post yeah. of like, Hey guys, here's three paragraphs about my situation. Yeah. Can you solve it in three lines of text? Right. Any can't no, do it. And you if you've it. been this person, I apologize. No, I don't apologize. <laughs> you shouldn't do it. <laughs> If Merry Christmas, filthy dude, animal. Merry Christmas. Stop. <laughs> you filthy animal. <laughs> stop giving wisdom in a Facebook post where you don't have the context. Mm. You don't. Yeah. You are going off of your preference yeah. and what you like and what you would do. Your lived experience, yeah. You don't know this man's senior pastor. Right. You actually don't know the mom. Or the home situation. You don't know the kids. Yeah. You don't know what her kids have been through, right. of why that mom may be nervous or what that mom may have been through in her life mm. that she's nervous to send her kid off camp. You don't know any of those contextual questions to actually be able to give wisdom to an individual um, situation. 
And I think when we try to lead generally, um, then we we send people down paths to make choices and decisions yeah. that are never black and white. Yeah. So yeah. all that to we be paint, said, we paint too broadly to be helpful. Yeah. yeah. All that to be said, the mom shouldn't go. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she should never get to go. No, no, no. Uh, That's no, not no. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, w- one of the things that I would say in dealing with, let's just talk about helicopter parents that want to be um, very, very involved. I would say that there are things that we as youth ministers need to think through um, and understand that, um, yes, there may be things to jump through with parents that are like this, um, but my experience, when done correctly, some of those people can become really great assets for your student ministry. Um, And I think having conversations of knowing why mom thinks it's important for them to go, those kind of things— and and listen, sometimes the information that we find out is hard for us. Yes, but it can be growing for us. Yeah. Some parents who are helicopter parents that want to be at events, like it or not, and let's pull our toes back. There is a level of distrust. Yeah. Maybe maybe inherited. the The distrust may not be specifically With you. you. Yeah. It may be generational. Again, what you shared earlier, you don't know what that mom's been through. What what camp or church right. or ministry has been in her life. Uh, you don't know what the specifically what the previous administration that your predecessor may have been like, or other camps they or other churches they've been a part of. Uh, but it but it may be you too. But that's I think part of one of these like we've been talking this whole season and booster of of revival in our own relationships. Some of re- relational health, relational revival is relational restoration, and there may be some reconciliation that needs to be done. And this mm-hmm. may be a way to pursue that. So yeah. it's important things to note. Um, one of the things that in my time as a student minister, anytime I had parents that wanted to go to camp, we would have specific like sit down conversations with those parents and talk through um, the reality of what it was look like at them at camp. Um, yeah, obviously, like they're still the parent of their kid. Yeah. Um, but them coming to camp, they they had extra roles. Like you can't just stand around and be mom. Like right. If, if you're coming to camp, like you, you got to be mom to more than just your kids. Yes, like you like, can be a mom, but I need you to be a dorm mom or a yeah. small group mom, not just mom to your daughter. Yeah, like, yeah. There's there's too much at stake. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and giving them opportunities to serve in that way, and so setting it up in, in those things, uh, letting them know like expectation, those kind of things. But I think as a youth pastor. Um, I think it is important to remember, like, that is their those kids' mom. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, like, you you do have less authority yeah. in those kids alive yeah. than their parent does. Right. And that's okay. And I think that we need to realize, like, that's not going to be an end-all, break-all that's going to ruin camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, of of m- mom wanting to flesh things out or have conversation. Um you know, if anything, looking back at like parents that went to camp, um, the the one that stands out to me that I often saw was like, um, there would be some work around from some of our like medicine policy. Okay, that one seemed to come okay. about that okay. I would see happen every once in a while. Right, it was like their kid needs Advil. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It, wouldn't, it would never be like prescribed drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be like, well, my kid got a headache, so I gave him, you know, yeah, aspirin. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, and those kind of things. Or and, like, they didn't like what the dinner was, so I made him a special little treat. <laughs> and you're like, okay. But actually, was this like a dietary thing, or they just always wanted your yeah. grilled cheese? Like, yeah. again, and I think what you're saying that's so important is like, it's not that they can or cannot show up to camp, but it's... One of the things that we talked about a lot and one of the things I love camp is that it is this like lived community. And so there is a little bit of a trade. Yeah, she's mom. So I'll push back and say, yeah, she's mom. But when we go to camp, we live as this larger family together. That's part of the camp experience. It's why it's okay when your kid's at camp, even though they paid to be there, they're going to have some kind of KP duty because when we're here at camp as a community, we all pick up our mm-hmm. stuff. Like you didn't pay enough that we have hired like cleaning people, right? Mm-hmm. We, we don't have a full-time custodian for your Mountain Dew cans. We take turns in rotation kind of living this like communal life. And so, yeah, she's your mom, but when we're all here, we all have shared expectations yeah. as part of okay, That's camp specific. That's not like weekly or weekend specific, but I do think, again, it's not just about we want you at this event. Camp especially, at least in the way that like has been important in my life and others, is the shared community as much as the like event stakes or programming of it. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, I think any of those situations, like having, having a conversation in a peaceful manner, that's not accusatory. That's not, you know, already you as a youth pastor coming in with preconceived notions of what it's going to be like and all those kind of things. um, I think you have the opportunity to come in, um, win some, you know, like trust with, those parents. Yeah. Um, Especially this early. Like, I love that this is on the table here now, well ahead of summer, and we're not having this conversation a week before camp. Because mm-hmm. that's some of the work. And, and I think to broaden the question about just ministering alongside parents that, again, maybe they're not right or wrong, maybe you're not right or wrong, but there's just friction, right? There's just a difference of philosophy or relationship or leadership or autonomy. Um, Again, we serve in student ministry to equip, um, to care, to nurture. And so, yeah, mom and dad are going to be a far weightier authority in the life of the student. But some of the things that we get to be is is hopefully a partner, and a partner gets to nudge and push and grow. um, And that takes time and patience and listening. Well, and I, I, to me... To me, questions like this, and I'll be honest, I think I have a little bit different perspective now, some, you know, 20 years later than I was early in student ministry, specifically before I had my own kids, Um, that I think sometimes as youth ministers, we have this, like, idealistic view of, like, what camp's going to be and yeah. what it's going to mean for our student ministry. Don't tread on my camp plans. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to propel us to growth yeah, and all this yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And Get on the wagon and let's go. Yeah, yeah. The reality for, for that kid, okay? Let's just take that kid and not, remember, not talking about that one scenario, but you've got, but you've got a parent yeah, that yeah. wants to come for, for their kid. 
what's going to have longer impact in that kid's life? Yeah. That you had a killer camp yeah. their eighth grade year? Yeah. Or hopefully if we do camp right and we're thoughtful about it enough, that it does create this like hopefully real positive Stronger, bond. Stronger, faithful, familial bond with mom. And, I mean, again, it's the family mission trip, Mom's right? going to be in like, that person's life a lot longer than you are. We pray. We hope yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. So again, uh, one of the things I think as a touch point for both this episode and this season of ministry that we're in, I think is evaluating the space that we give to relationship building. Um, I'm really proud of my friend for having enough. Again, we we named earlier, maybe there's some growing trust, an edge of growing trust, but clearly there was enough to have the conversation. And I think to treasure that, to acknowledge it and say, thank you so much for even like the easy thing to flip the table would be like parent be like, well, last year was this, we're never coming back. And just to totally check out, but just to like that she's fighting for her kids, for you who's currently like wrestling in a text message or a phone call with a parent about something. The fact that the communication channel is even open enough to have the dialogue is a gift. And I think acknowledging that before we work towards an outcome is really important because there's a lot of things right now, especially that would just be either like, I'm all in or I'm all out. And so to kind of navigate expectations and plans and relationships inside of a community, like this is what we need more and more of as the church. And just before it tires you out, I want to remind you, like this is kind of the beautiful, messy work. More than the actual messy games, like this is the good, messy work of ministry of trying to figure out everybody who has a plan and an aim to guide us back to what does it mean to be better, more faithful disciples of Jesus. Um, that means give and take all around, and it also means a coming together in a way that we are seeking and discerning faithfulness. And so, Chad, give us—man, uh, it was a year ago we started doing uh, not just podcasts, but podcasts with video. What are some thoughts as the end of this year, maybe some goals or hopes or uh, relational things. We talked about gifts and things that we give. What are you, what are you hoping, thinking, uh, what you've learned from this year that you're going to carry into next year? Oh man. Like for myself personally? For or yourself for our... personally, or maybe for us as, as, as this team of, of podcasting and doing, what are some things from 2023? We expanded some things. We committed to some things. Uh, are there things even now, just as we've been sitting with um, the last few months of having traveled and done and trained and heard from so many folks that are really fresh on your mind as we march into a new calendar year, a new Advent year uh, of things when it comes to ministry and youth ministry in particular, uh, but shepherding and leading well. Yeah, um, I, I, th- I think I think for me in this coming year, and and just for us in general, and whether you're watching or not, I know that we have love to have a good time on here. But one of our hopes and, and and prayers for not only our podcast when we first began, but like Youth Ministry Booster as a whole now, is that we continue to raise the bar of what it means to be a faithful, great youth pastor. Yeah. And, you know, I maybe jokingly, maybe very seriously talked about like armchair wisdom that we sometimes yeah. like to throw yeah. out. And even this episode of like... You know, we're we're talking about situations with relationship where everything has deeper context to it. Yeah. And part of 
being a minister and a good pastor is someone who walks slowly with their people and listens to the Lord. And so I I pray and I hope not only that will we continue over this next year to fight for that for our people, um, but you as the watcher or listener um, picks up that calling as well. And um, we fight against some of the like stigma, I think, that student ministry has of like, like I want it to die of like this idea that like youth pastors are like, slobby and don't turn in their stuff on time and all of these kind of things that um we as a community can really raise the bar of it's a collective effort yeah Yeah. and i think the collective effort uh, one of the things that i think and we've talked about it in our conversation about nurturing relationships with students so many of us long for deep discipleship, deep ministry. I mean, I really hope that we continue as ministers to cultivate our own sense of deep. Um, one of the things that I think is ministry is not easy, but sometimes it can be simple uh, with a lot of complexity is that, I mean, we're ministering to the same age group year over year. And so there isn't necessarily a challenge from them to deepen mm. in our faith. And I think that's the calling that other ministers actually place on each other is to either in the Proverbs way of iron sharpening iron or deep calling out to deep. Like you're going to have great moments where an eighth grader or ninth grader is going to surprise you about what they said. But I hope that it's not a surprise because you yourself are not at a depth of mm-hmm. closeness and intimacy in the word and in prayer. Uh, like I'm more excited for what Landon learned versus like Landon spoke where I I hadn't even been there. Like I hope that there is a a depth that you are pursuing, a committedness that you have. So many youth ministers are hoping for great things from this generation next now, but I hope that they wouldn't give up on themselves. I hope that it. 27, 37, 47 in student ministry, uh, you wouldn't feel like your faith formation was done. Mm. And that that curiosity and wonder and depth and intimacy with the Lord would be so true in you that the overflow of that longing would spill out into your ministry more than you just like planning it or calendaring it, which we're often guilty of. That's good. Relationships are important. And I think that whether it's this scenario or another, um, when we have people that frustrate us or want to be involved, um, to be mindful that your work is not just a set line of things of checkboxes. And sometimes you may have parents that want to come and you don't understand why they want to come, but don't miss the opportunity to share the gospel with a parent as well. um, Because... God may do something in the life of that parent at camp that you wouldn't have thought about. It may be the gift you didn't even know you needed. All right, we'll see you next year. Uh, snap!